She said he fell off the log because he was walking on the log and he fell and fell his forehead. Oh. So he punctured his face oh. with wood sticking up. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to episode 83 of the Kameno Voice. Today I speak with the president of the Kameno Law Enforcement Support Foundation. Please welcome Ram Prasad. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Kameno Voice podcast, where I interview folks around Kameno Island and beyond. If you want to stay up to date on events, businesses, and even hear a little history of this area, Subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. Thanks for listening. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Camino Voice, where we release a new episode every Tuesday. Um, I wanted to say thank you again uh, just for listening to the podcast and uh, tuning in every week. Um, I'm enjoying continuing the podcast. Uh, if you haven't already, if you could share with your friends uh, just different episodes that you guys like, if you have a favorite episode, send it to your friend and uh, have them check it out. So anyways, again, just trying to grow the podcast. Um, but also, if you have other guest suggestions or anything like that, uh, or just want to say hi, uh, reach out to me, uh, uh, voice at kamenocommons.com, uh, and I'd love to hear from you guys. So anyways, uh, back to this episode. So uh, this episode, I got to speak with uh, Ram Prasad, who is, uh, he actually came from India to, to do... Uh, for college, and um, but we hear a little bit about his background in India, and then we hear more about uh, what Kameno Law Enforcement Support Foundation does, um, which I had heard about this organization, uh, and I knew it existed. I just didn't know why it existed, um, and there was a lot of things that were eye-opening to me that I didn't know uh, going into this episode. So um, I hope you guys get a lot out of it uh, and find out more about uh, what uh, Kameno Law Enforcement Support Foundation does. And uh, yeah, so without further ado, here's my conversation with Ram Prasad. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Kameno Voice. Today, I'm here with the president of the Kameno Law Enforcement Support Foundation. Welcome to the podcast, Ram Prasad. Ram Prasad is right. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. So before we get started, tell us a little bit about Ram. Well, Ram is imported okay. to this country. I came to this country in 1961, September 26, to be exact, to go to a school to do the higher education. And I started my postgraduate PhD program in geography. And then we, I switched to computer science. And I spent there four years because my advisor kept on getting new project from the NASA. And I worked on the NASA project. And we kept on getting more project, more uh, project and more project. And, you know, it kept on ascending. And I, I was just so tired. You know, four years, I still have not finished my, you know, I had thesis to about, go about two more quarters. And it kept on standing, so I said, I'm tired. I'm going to go and look for a job. Okay. And so I applied for Boeing Company. Two weeks later, I got called, and the following day, I was Boeing employee. Okay. And ever since, I've been at Boeing with one stint outside Boeing with pack car for seven years. Okay. Met a girl there. 
and got married. Then I, we had two children, and that's 52 years later, here I am. <laughs> Very cool. So <clears throat> um, where did you grow up then? In India. Okay. It is, I was born in a family with good wealth. You know, my grandparents and great-grandparents and my parents, we all inherit the, you know, from parents. Okay. And my parents inherited big landlord. I mean, they were landlords. Okay. During British Raj. Okay. And uh, uh, after a few years, you know, the British Raj was gone. And I, I was here, and then my parents, along with many, many landlords over all over India, they, the government of India passed a law that landlordship will be gone by such and such date. Whoa. So by 1951, landlordship was gone, and we had lawsuit against government of India, and uh, we lost. Wow. So all the lands were taken given to the people who use the land for agriculture. So we were left with nothing, and no compensation. But still, my parents were very well, well off. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I mean, we were poor landlords, but not poor. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yeah. so that was... That's crazy. I never knew that that happened over there. That was 1949 through 1951. Okay. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, you know, I was sent to you know, good school. I graduated and then had, you know, master's degree in geography and came here. And then the rest of the story is 52, 53 years later, I was still married with the same woman. And we have two kids, one boy, one girl. The girl is in Nashville, Tennessee. She's okay. A, she's a businesswoman. My boy is in Albuquerque, Rio Rancho, and he's a businessman. And they're both doing very, very well. I mean, very, very well. Nice. You know? Oh, very cool. Yeah. And your grand did your parents stay in India then? Did they ever yeah. migrate over? No. Okay. No. no. So do you have family and stuff that are still over there? I have a daughter there from previous marriage, mm -hmm. and uh, her husband is retired. He was a high-ranking managing director of a very large corporation, and he retired. So he's 62, mm -hmm. and I am 82. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, and but I'm still, I'm, you know, physically I'm <clears throat> good condition. Uh, yeah, uh, I this year I have not done, but I have done refereeing for soccer refereeing. Yeah, for about thirty thirty two years. Okay, and uh, I can still get back on the field, but I prefer not to. <laughs> no, so that, uh, I have been recognized by United States Soccer Federation, and they gave me lifetime membership. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So, anyway, that's my personal background, and. Uh, I accepted this position of where I'm at at Commonwealth Fund Support Foundation under pressure because the other gentleman who was and is a founder and uh, he was tired 
and I can understand because he started this thing along with few others. Yeah. And his name is uh, Earl Barnard. Okay. And Jerry Betts and Larry Comp and Diana Wallen and few other who either have moved out of this area or deceased. Okay. And most of us are senior citizens. Yeah. So I'm looking for younger people who can come and help carry on the responsibility. Because Commando Law Enforcement Support Foundation does good work. Uh, even though we are known to support the law enforcement deputies and the rangers, yep. park rangers, actually what our motive is and our mission is to support the citizens of this island. Mm -hmm. And we provide the education for safety and security of the people. And uh, we carry on several charitable works, but not we are not social, you know, worker. Yeah. You know, and we do not do that kind of thing. Yeah. We do provide cash cards to deputies. And the motive is not for them to just go and give money to those who are either stranded, mm -hmm. because we do have visitors on this island, yep. uh, or the people who are distressed due to whatever reason, could be domestic violence, could be you know any of that sort of things. And we prefer that deputies do not spend lots of time you know, taking care of them. So they will quickly, what they will try to do is, you know, take care of them so that they can get back to their normal job. And that's our motive. Okay. So that they can do their normal job, taking care of patrolling the street or patrolling the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And so we have given them oh, up to a little over $2,000. Each deputy and ranger has a $100 cash card. Okay. But the purpose is, like I explained that to you. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, that way they just spend, you know, right amount of time that is needed. Yeah. So. Yeah. So when was the, um, is it, when people uh, say the acronym, does, do they just say CLASIF or do you guys, is there a there short There is name? no CLASIF. Okay. It's C-L-E-S-F. C-L-E-S-F. Okay. Right. Nice. Um. Uh, so when that got started, wh uh, when did those founders uh, start it then? It's April 2011. Okay. Actually, the process has started in February okay. of 2011. And in April, they got certified as 501c3 okay. corporation, charitable corporation. Okay. And what was the... I, I know you've talked a little bit about what... Uh, you guys have done, but what was the, I guess, what was the main motive when they were starting this? How, what were they kind of thinking well, about? Initially, you know, these people, the founders, you know, they were, they are do-gooders and they got big heart. I mean, truly big heart. And they wanted to do good to the deputies and rangers. Mm -hmm. And the reason was because A, <clears throat> this county is poor county. Yeah. And they, County does not have big tax base, mm -hmm. or did not have that 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 ta big tax base. So deputies needed few things 
and they saw that. And when they noticed that they need something that they, it's difficult to get by, but they do, you know, they did get by. So they thought maybe we can raise some funds and provide those things that needed, yeah. but not provided by the county. Okay. Because of either budget shortages or they are underfunded or not funded at all, you know. So they thought they will do that. Yeah. So they had, you know, the, their value system was great. And their values was, uh, we are dedicated to serve the citizens of Kamenu Island through the law enforcement agencies. That was their value. Okay. And but we'll, they will thought that we will always do the right thing for those we serve, their openness, honesty, integrity, transparency, and respect remain our bedrock beliefs. Mm -hmm. That's what they believed in. And we will treat all people with dignity and respect. Yeah. Meaning all citizens. So that was their value. And that, based upon those values, their vision was to promote community support for law enforcement agencies through engagement with citizens on Kamano Island. That was the vision, one of the visions. And prioritize public safety, perform in a financially responsible manner, to sustain Kamano Law Enforcement Support Foundation into the future. Okay. No. So that vision, based upon those values that they had, they developed a mission which really focused on partnership with law enforcement, which is deputies and rangers mm -hmm. of this island by helping law enforcement agency with funds for equipment, services, and then educate community members in safety and security, foster community services, and well-being of those who are in need, and support volunteer services of the Sheriff's Citizen Patrol. Citizen Patrol is really offshoot or is the volunteer service that the Sheriff's Department has, yeah. which many of the retired folks join that and their duty is, first and foremost, is to carry the mails to Coopville. Okay. From Camino Island. Yeah. East Precinct to Coopville. <coughs> uh, that's one of the main. The second main thing is they patrol Camino Island. When most people are asleep, we are awake. Yeah. We are moving around in a citizen patrol car, which is which has police, you know, given. And, but we are not really law enforcement. Right. We are simply volunteers. If we see something of ordinary, really out of ordinary, we cannot really handle that. Okay. We call the deputy. We make a call to ICOM, which, mm -hmm. is, which is where when you call or anybody calls 911, Mm -hmm. It goes to ICOM, and they will dispatch the deputy. But when we see something out of ordinary, we will stay there at a safe distance and make the call. And when the deputy arrives, he will instruct us either to stay or get away, depending upon the situation. Okay. And we will get away. But be, as long as the situation is warranting warranting that, you know, it needs attention yeah. at the law enforcement, we will stick around. Yeah. 
Well, and this is something um, I, I've interviewed Luke Plumbeck, um, who's with the sheriff department, <laughs> and uh, and then I've also interviewed some one of uh, dis, uh, person that used to be a mm-hmm. dispatcher. Mm-hmm. Um, but he Luke was saying just how um, helpful it is to have the extra help from you guys um, because he was saying we like on we just don't have enough manpower. Um, to cover all of the ground around Kameno. And we're, we've got a split force of, like, Kameno and Whidbey. So, like, Whidbey has a lot more resources and stuff, but they they're do. they're an hour and a half away. So, yeah. like, um, yeah. he's he was just saying how helpful it is to have those extra pairs of eyes and yeah. and um, have that support. And here is a couple of examples that I myself encountered. Uh, there was one night, it was almost like 9.30, 10 o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. I, we go to state parks, and we were at the Kama Beach, and we were going on. All of a sudden, it was very windy and blustery day. Okay. And the wave was like two or three feet high, and all of a sudden, I noticed, oh, there is a boat there. You know, it was not a big boat. It was a small boat, and yeah. that guy was struggling. He was struggling to come shore. So I called the 911 and reported what exactly the situation was. I was kept, kept on watching, like I have said earlier. Yeah. And 911 dispatched the rescue team. Yeah. But before rescue team arrives, there was the guy at the beach, ranger guy. Yeah. He went in the boat and rescued that guy. And when he came on shore, <laughs> he was cold. So this guy... You know, ranger guy was prepared. He gave him blanket, yeah. Cover, you know, to you know keep him warm, and we left. You know, what happens after that we do not know. Mm-hmm. But these are kind of things we report. You know, when we see it. The yeah. sec- Second time I was there, and we noticed one woman was walking up. You know how the Kama Beach, you know, from bottom up up yeah. hill. She was walking up with a young boy, about eight or nine year old, and we stopped and said, "Can we help you?" And yes, she said, "He fell off the log because he was walking on the log and he <laughs> fell and fell his forehead, oh. so he punctured his face Ow. with wood sticking up." Ow! And so I. We took him in the car, which we are not supposed to. Okay. But the situation was he was bleeding so hard. Yeah. You know, he was dripping. Right. You know, even though he has a napkin. Right. You know, he put it, but he was, blood was dripping. So we took him to the fire station, you know, El Bay. And El Bay said they cannot do that, any kind of thing for that kind of situation. So she said, Everett uh, Clinic is still open. So it was 10, ten minutes to 8. And we rushed to... Uh, Stanwood, yeah, which we are not supposed to do, right? <laughs> but we did it. Uh, we took the risk, you know. If something, if something happened, accident or something, you know, we are, you know, going to be, you know, covered under liability. But it's expensive for county, right? But the boy was taken care of. He had twelve stitches on his face, yeah. And we took him back to the camp, the Kama Beach. But uh, those are the things that uh, unusual thing that we have encountered. Yeah. A uh, couple times in the storm, which I was pretty much aware of that is a long wind storm. Yeah. We were driving. My partner was driving. I was sitting in patrol. And 
tree fell right in front of us, big tree. Yeah. On East Camino. Okay. And he jumped. The car jumped. The tree, fallen tree. I mean, it fell. Another two feet, the car would. I mean, the tree would have fallen on the car. Yeah. So there is a danger. Yeah. And we have to see that. But the procedure calls for if there is a bad weather, stop everything. Yeah. And we did not see that the storm came just all of a sudden, just like that. Yeah. So it, that's that's the season patrol people do. Yeah. You know that's kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, back to Camino law enforcement, we support season patrol, mm-hmm. you know, with be by their uniform, be by anything that is required for them to have like flashlights and binoculars and uh, talk radio, you know, walkie-talkie. Yeah. We, we provide that kind of thing to season radio because county does not have the money for that kind of thing. Okay, and is that is that just for Camino Island County? That is just for Camino. So like, Whitby is no, self-funded? Whitby and, uh, and Whitby is South Whitby and North Whitby. They have season patrol as well. But their season patrol is not as established as we are mm-hmm. because of the foundation which provides all kinds of things to mm-hmm. them. And that's the reason. Okay. Actually, the presentation that I sent you earlier, Yeah. that presentation is made for at the request of South Bidby people. Okay. Mr. Bill Thompson, he wanted to establish a 501c3 corporation just like Camino has. Okay. And because the pandemic came, you know, the request was made in January. I prepared the presentation for them in February and February on, you know, you know what happened, yeah. what the pandemic did, for, you know, for us. So it's... Uh, Camano is blessed with good people yep. and good-hearted people with a vision based upon what they see as their value. Mm-hmm. And we do lots of lots of you know, good things for yeah. our citizens. Mm-hmm. It seems like we do it for law enforcement, but we really provide good help to law enforcement to serve our citizens. Right. Yeah, well, and I think that's the that's the case of law enforcement. What they're there for, and what they, you know, their primary job is to be there to help the citizens. And that is, you know, a lot of times we see it as a, um, you know, see that in the form of handing out tickets or crimes or things like that. But the whole goal and mission behind it is that it's for the citizens, so that people can live in a normal, you know, what we consider a normal life, and we don't live with the chaos and stuff like that. Yeah, and. You know, the funds that we raise, and, you know, this year we are hurting for funds, mm-hmm. you know, because our biggest fundraising event has been canceled twice. The uh, normal schedule was that we used to hold this in March, April time frame. Okay. We canceled it because in March we, were, we started the pandemic yep. that we will you know, do it in September. Well, September we were still not in phase three or phase, uh, phase four. Yep. So we have postponed it till next year or the following year, which is 2021, April. Yep. And doesn't look like we are going to hold another fundraising. Okay. So well, the biggest, uh, I, I would name Randy Hegel and Marla Hegel mm-hmm. and Olson's. Yeah. They are so kind and Randy particularly so community minded. Yeah. He does so much. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's him and Marla, 
who provide the food and beverages and everything for the fundraising that we do and we charge $40 per ticket and we have about 70 80 people you know come and you know participate in that yeah fundraising with Randy providing entertainment as uh, you know poker party yeah you know that's his you know, Texas what do you call that Texas Texas Hold'em Texas Hold'em that's, yeah. what, that's what they call it. I'm not a poker player <laughs> you know so, but uh, we raise about eight, nine thousand, and there's <coughs> a silent auction goes with it, which people from Kameno and Stanwood and the vicinity, uh, people, uh, businesses, they make the donation of, yeah. you know, not money, but, you know, uh, articles that we put it in the silent auction. Yeah. And uh, uh, silent auction raises about three thousand plus. Okay. So it's about nine thousand dollars that we raised. We have not, but we missed that this right. last year. Yeah. So, but Randy has always been very, very kind. Uh, what we have done with the money was uh, purchase a number of things for Kameno deputies, mm -hmm. like a safe that we purchased that they put their rifles in there. Yeah. You know, in safe place. We have purchased a speed monitor that you see it, you know, a station around the here, island here, there, and yeah. everywhere on the island. And uh, we purchased that just recently because that was about oh, eight years ago. We purchased the first one, and it was rusted because of you know our surrounding is yeah. you know, salt water everywhere, yeah. you know. So we had a gentleman who is Gerard Grove, Grove, G-R-O-H-L. Mm -hmm. He used to have business in Seattle. Okay. And his next door business was uh, auto body. Okay. So he took it there and uh, we have it repainted. I mean, completely scrubbed to bare metal, completely. And he painted that. And uh, we gave him a tax break, I think, that he can use because mm -hmm. he, he is going to charge whatever amount he feels appropriate. Yeah. So he painted that and he still, you know, needs, you know, right now it needs the decal. Yeah. And because of the cold weather, we have not really got the decal. So it's sitting there. Uh, on that subject, there was a family. Uh, Dave and uh, Melody Fanning, they donated $2,500 to buy another speed monitor. Okay. And uh, with the condition that they will donate another $2,500 in 2021. Okay. Because 2500 was in the last year. Yeah. In uh, November. And so we are waiting for the, another installment of their donation. And then Rick Felici, our sheriff, yeah. he said that remainder he will subsidize that, you know, because he was planning to buy one for North Bidby and one for South Bidby. Okay. And they don't buy things for Camino Island. Right. <laughs> you know, because they know that there is a, you know, cash cow, you know, foundation here. So uh, that's the, you know, the speed monitor. And we have purchased... A breathalyzer, one for deputies, no, two for deputies, and one for uh, ra rangers. Okay. And uh, also, <coughs> we purchased uh, trail cameras, 
because people go on the trail and leave garbage. Yeah. Lots of things that undesirable things. So deputies and rangers both they put their you know they mount that somewhere where you can you know see who is doing it. Right. And then uh, we also purchase for them easy long reach grabber. Yep. People really appreciate because the police now you know helps yeah. them unlock the car. Yeah. You know, and really appreciate. It. Actually, uh, John Needer, the sergeant, he showed me a thank you note. You know, he says, "See, this is foundation money at work." You know, because uh, people really appreciate it. Yeah. And the metal detectors that we purchased for both rangers and the you know deputies, you know, one each. Costing hundred fifty dollars each. Yeah. And uh, as recent as uh, cash card, I mentioned that we have you know spent about uh, twenty one hundred dollars to both deputies and rangers, mm -hmm. and they use it for the reason that we appreciate. You know, the I uh, said that we appreciate that. Uh, we have a program that started by a family. Uh, Bill and Cindy Richards, they, yeah. they started uh, Be Safe, Be Feasible, the yellow vest. Yeah. That you see people either biking or running or yep. walking. That's provided by us. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And we give it to uh, deputies or citizen patrol. And when they see someone running or walking without, you know, in the dark or yep. in the evening, they ask if they would like one. If they like one, they get one. Okay. And we have various sizes for small to medium to large to extra large, mm -hmm. double large, super large. Yeah. You know, because if, when people are walking, yeah, they are covered with you know big, you know uh, jackets. Right. So the other program that we have started, uh, it was a brainchild of. Mr. Barnard, Earl Barnard, you know, shop with the cop. Mm -hmm. And that is very, very successful community outreach program. Yeah. And uh, it started in 2017 when we did $200 to each deputy. Okay. With uh, eight kids or students from both elementary school on this island. Okay. Four each. And the deputies took the kids to shopping with parents, of course. Yeah. You know, and they buy a Christmas present for themselves. And those kids bought also for brother and sister or mom, okay. and, dad, mom and dad or whoever they please. Yeah. Know. But if the amount exceeds more than $200, deputies are kind enough to put that extra money from their pocket. Okay. You know, so we have been doing that thing, eight kids, nine kids every year since 2017. Very cool. And uh, even though this year, you know, shopping was, you know, I mean, the kids did not want to be, nor did the deputy wanted to be, you know, close to. Right. There, so they use Amazon to have, do the shopping. Okay. On the list they received from the kid. Yeah. And have it delivered to them. The other thing that I had mentioned earlier that part of our mission is education. Yeah. We have provided safety for women, 
safety for gun safety classes and all are attended very well about 40 to 40 to 45 people 46 people okay you know i was surprised that about 25% of the attendees were kids like teenagers okay like in 14 13 yeah 12 16 and majority of those young children were girls i i could not believe that <laughs> So that, you know, uh, we could not do it this year. This year, my goal was to provide two forums. One, 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 one was on security of child abuse, yeah. sex trafficking, human trafficking. Yeah. I started, and I did not know who would give that forum. So I called the Homeland Security Department in Washington, D.C. They gave me a referral. He said, yes, you have something that already in your neighborhood, Seattle PD does that. And because Seattle PD is funded by federal grant. Yep. So they gave me, and they, Seattle PD referred me to Mr. Ed Wallace, who is Island County Deputy. Okay. And I couldn't believe it, because I could have called Rick Fletcher and he says, help me. But... I call Homeland Security in Washington, <laughs> D.C. and I could, But Ed Wallace is not available because he's so busy. Because yep. there is only one criminal deputy that they have on and county because of the budget reasons. Yeah. And he works, uh, you know, six days a week, 10 hours a day, you know. So, so finally, I ran into a gentleman by Joe Johnson. And he is from the other side of the slew. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a Sandwood, uh, Arlington, Darrington, Marysville. He is a, an EMT guy. Yeah. And he is executive director of, uh, how would you call that, uh, United uh, Human. Yeah, Hope Unlimited. Hope Unlimited. Yeah. Right. And he referred me to people who live on Commando Island. Yeah. <laughs> Linda Baring. Yep. Do you know Linda Baring? Yeah, I've actually interviewed um, all three of them, the executive board of Hope Unlimited, and they, they talked all about that, and it was really, really I'm, fascinating. I, I just almost fell on the floor. <laughs> right in our own backyard, Linda Baring worked for Homeland Security mm -hmm. for 32 years. Yep. She was in charge of human trafficking for Washington, Alaska, Idaho, and Oregon. Yep. And the other person is Norma Mitan. Yep. And she lives in the same development that where we do. And I just could not believe it. Yeah. So we are scheduled for, you know, tomorrow I had asked you if you can, if you can use the upstairs mm -hmm. room for the meeting. That would be the discussion. As okay. to how we can proceed with this human trafficking. Yeah. Because I want to pre prevent this kind of thing from happening. Yeah. You know, as opposed to go after after it happened. Right. Because parents, you know, and particularly as children, I mean, they're bored. Yeah. And they will answer any call. You know. And my concern is 
I don't want to that happen. But right. ha- what happened in Stanwood? Stanwood yep. happened already. Mm-hmm. Human trafficking, probably is known. You know, Norm P- Peter Norm. I mean Norm Peter. Okay. You know what he did. No, I'm not going to go in the detail, but you know it was awful. Yeah. Finally, he got caught. You know, he's in you know custody. And the second thing I wanted to do was uh, cyber security. Yep. And FBI, I contacted, and they are ready to come here as soon as I say yes. It is they are ready. Yeah. But we can't because of right. the pandemic. Yep. So these are the things that we do. Yeah. And uh, but this is again not to just help the law enforcement. We do help law enforcement, but our motive is to help our citizens. Yeah. And uh, we hope that pandemic will go away soon, sooner than <laughs> later, <laughs> and then we can start to do all these things. Yeah. And we participate in the National Night Out. We mm-hmm. are very active. Uh, we participate in the Bear and Brats that you guys hold here in the yeah. Freedom Park. Yeah. Uh, we have a raffling program going on, which people should know and buy tickets. I would ask them to buy tickets. It's $2 for motorcycle, actually a scooter cycle. Okay. At, you know, station at the IGA Plaza. Yeah. And a drone, $2 ticket each. Okay. And... I would like people to buy as many tickets as they could to help the Communal Law Enforcement Support Foundation. Yeah. Because the benefit is immense for this citizen of this island. Right. And we have also held, it was a brainchild of one of the founders, Jerry Betts, who thought that we want to appreciate officers or deputies, you know, spouses. Yeah. Because these deputies put their lives on the line. Right. You know, every day they are out there. And in Kamano, we have appreciated our officers, our deputies. And we held, you know, a rally. And rally was going around with flags and posters and this and that. Yep. And the car, you know, we had about 17 cars in a rally went around the Camano in the evening. But the best thing that we did the year before, not 2020, but 2019, is Officer Appreciation's Night evening. And we invited all the officers and their spouses mm-hmm. from Camano and Stanwood. Yeah. And we had about 50, 55, 56 people. Okay. No. And, and again, thanks to Randy and Marla Higgle. Yeah. Because they provided the food and drink, and we had a stand-up comedy, you know, and that. And it was a wonderful, wonderful thing, you know. Nice. All the all the rangers and deputies and their spouses yeah. came. And there was such a, everybody, most everybody said, let's do it again. But to do it again never, yeah. never has not happened. Right. Because of the pandemic. Yeah. And... Uh, Camano Park Rangers and uh, deputies, and the particularly Mark. When Mark was sheriff, he really appreciated. You yeah. Know, and he gave 
a bang-up dinner party for all the volunteers at uh, Swinamish yeah. Casino yeah. Ballroom. And it was, I mean, he just opened his wallet. You know, it was such a fine cuisine, you know, that was served. And he gave a speech how much he has appreciated in his, during his tenure. Yeah. That law enforcement support foundation has supported and all the volunteers that supported his organization. Yeah. So that is the story of Commando Law Enforcement Support Foundation. Is there any particular question that you think is appropriate that I missed? No, I think that was a, a really good overview. Um, yeah, I think, again, I think it's one of those um, being the fact that we're Island County, but, you know, apart from Island County and separated out. And so there's different budget constraints. There's different things that we have to deal with on Camino that you wouldn't necessarily deal with if you were in a city or if you were um, had more of those funds available. Um, and so I this has been really neat for me because I don't think um, there was a lot of I never really truly knew what Camino Law Enforcement Support Foundation was and why it existed. Because in my head, I was like, well, doesn't the county provide all these things? But it sounds like the county doesn't provide as much as we thought we did. And county has limited budget. It's yes. Just, they, yeah. It's not, it's not that they don't want to. Oh, they, for they sure. Just, they don't have it. Yeah. No. So we stand up and say, we will do these things. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's been going on for the last 10 years now. But uh, we need people to stand up and come and help. Yeah. Both physically in person, because people who are running this organization, including myself, cannot really you know, keep on going. Because, yeah. you know, like I said, I'm 82 year old. <laughs> I have run an organization like this before. I, mean, I was chairman of the uh, statewide uh, organization okay. of uh, Washington State referee, soccer referee organization. Yeah, and I ran that organization for twelve years, you know, from two thousand three to two thousand fifteen. Okay, and uh, after that, I retired, and here I am again running another organization <laughs> again. So, uh, I would like to step down, and I would like somebody else that the young people come in and take over and carry the banner. Mm-hmm. So, very cool. I really thank you for giving the opportunity to explain what Commando Law Enforcement Support Foundation is yeah. and what we do. And uh, I thank all the citizens who participate in that and those who would like, I welcome them. Yeah. So, Very th cool. Thank you. Um, well, I like to end every podcast with some rapid fire questions. So the first one is, what purchase of $100 or less in the last three months have you enjoyed the most? Well, I said I, just recently, you know, about three days ago, I purchased a lawn and garden sprayer. I think I paid $14. Okay. It is worth more than $14. <laughs> it is worth, <laughs> to me, it's worth like 50, 60. I, I don't know what price I can put, but, you know. Really enjoyable. Very enjoyable. Nice. Yeah. All right. Pretend you have a friend coming from out of town. Uh, what would their first day look like here? I think people who come here, they 
aside from what we do on the May weekend, mm-hmm. the arts and crafts, yep. with the, even before that or after that, people come here and they appreciate. I mean, the first time I came here, I said, this is truly a paradise. Yeah. And it really is. Yeah. And I have had a number of conversations with your father. Yeah. Uh, because I occupy the house that he built. And yeah. You, you, you put all the rockery work. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what made you to come to Kameno? You know, from Arizona, of course. Right. He said it was paradise. Yeah. And that's where I picked up the word Kameno is really truly a paradise. Yeah. And we came to live here we li- from Odenville. And I said, yeah, let's t- take a look at the Kameno. And truly, very first time I came here, and I said it was really so impressive. You know, yeah. The water is all around. You yep. can see. I mean, you can see up to miles from my house. We can see all the way to Canada. Yeah. You know, I mean, your house actually is <laughs> your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you grew up in there pretty pretty much, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we grew up there for quite a while, and then yeah. uh, moved around the island a few other times. But yeah, yeah. I know. I know. So it truly is, it is. The, the visitors who come here, you know, uh, I think there are, right now, there is shortage of houses yep. in Camano Island. Yeah. So says Randy. Randy yep. says the you know, same thing. Because we are planning on downsizing. You know, okay. Ho- hopefully soon, because you know how, you yeah. know, stairs, upstairs, you know, going right. upstairs, you know. So, yes, that's the, you know, uh, thing that, you know, people really get en- enchanted you know, yeah, you know, come here, visit us. Yeah, very cool. Um, who is an interesting or fascinating person in this community that I should interview next? I have given you, I think I have three names that really people. Are, I, I got many names. Okay, know, who I deal with? Yeah, uh, Randy Hegel. Yep, he would be one. If you have not already, you should. Yeah. Uh, Chris Christopherson, you know, you know all these people. Yes, you know. yeah. Uh, Jeff Wheeler, do you know Jeff Wheeler? I've heard the name multiple times. Fascinating person, truly fascinating. I mean, he got history, I and mean, he can tell you, you know, how the Kamano forest there and used to be there and there, and all the logging that took place uh, yeah. hundred years ago, and. Uh, all the artifacts that he has discovered and mm-hmm. he's just sitting in his office. Yeah. I mean, it's really, truly amazing person. And you can't stop talking, you know. Uh, you, he just can't stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, he's that really, truly, truly fascinating person. Yeah. You know. Uh, another one is uh, Jessica, Jessica McCurdy. Yes. You know, the executive chairman director of the... Commando Chamber? Chamber, yep. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Carla Nitschke. Yep. You know, that's another one. Uh, these are the people I know and I deal with. Uh, yeah. Uh, you already have uh, uh, interviewed, I think, uh, John Ben, uh, the artist, famous artist. John Ebner? John Ebner. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, my wife is good friends with uh, his wife. Yeah. You no. Know. Because they play bridge together. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, and uh, on the business side, I think it would be good to get some viewpoint from Scott Huntington. Yeah. He's the manager, 
general manager of uh, Plaza, yeah. RGA, he would be good. And, uh, All right. Sounds good. All right. And lastly, if you could put a message on a billboard on Kamano Island, right as you're driving on, what would that say? Well, I thought I said, uh, you know, this is a, a paradise hidden in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. You know, and it is. I put a, put a billboard on that, you know, the hidden paradise in Pacific Northwest with Kamano's island picture. Yeah. With uh, beaches around the water, su- surrounded by the water. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that would be a good billboard. You can say a number of things about Kamano uh, uh, on the billboard. Yeah. You know. The paradise hidden in the people are warm, the water is cold. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, scenery is just spectacular. You yeah. Know, you go outside on the beaches and the trails, you know. I mean, you can spend days here. Yeah. Uh, in the uh, two state parks, plus visiting all the uh, Arts and crafts, you know, when they open, of course. Yep. And uh, their open house uh, in the Mother's Day weekend. Yep. During the Mother's Day weekend, you know, that's tremendous. I mean, yeah. You could, they open used to open for only, only for two days. Now they're open. Two weekends. Through yeah, through the whole weekend. Friday, yep. Saturday, Sunday. Yep. And I think I heard that uh, they are thinking about uh, extending that to Monday. No, but Monday would be closed. Right. It actually got moved this year. Um, I forget the exact dates, but it's sometime in, uh, I think it's near end of July, I want to say, maybe June. Um, But they moved it this year, but um, they said they're going to move it back to Mother's Day starting next year again. So, yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. And thank you. Thank you, Brennan. Yeah. And uh, off the air. All right. In one sec. All right, and Islanders, I will talk to you on the next one. Well, a big thank you to Ram Prasad for joining me on the podcast today, and thank you for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us be found by other Islanders like yourself. And for more information on this episode, you can go to commandocommons.com slash EP83. That's commandocommons.com slash EP83. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.